Let's do it. Let's do it. You, 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 you're right, right. Rocking out with X360 FM. Your favorite radio station. Rocking all through the streets. Keeping on lock. It's X in effect. Full circle. Full circle. Welcome to Stronger Than Failure, where we provide you with in-depth interviews with entrepreneurs on their struggles, victories, goals, and how they got started. We also give you the best tips, hacks, and information on sales, network marketing, credit, and mindset mastery. Now, here's your host, entrepreneur and author, Danny Cole. What's up, Stronger Nation? This is Danny Cole and Blake Barber bringing you another episode of Stronger Than Failure. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being, for being part of the family, for being here with us today. And today's show is going to be great, Blake. It's part two of our interview with the serial entrepreneur, Roger Ayers. Sounds amazing. Uh, he's going to be good. But before we jump into the interview, jumping right into the show, what's up, man? How was your week? My week was good, man. Just more of the same, just chasing the dream, working hard, uh, owning my days. There you go. Now, business, is it picking up more? Is it, right now you're seeing... Yeah, business is picking up. You know, we're getting into the winter season. That's our bread and butter. That's where everybody's uh, sick with respiratory, sinus, cough, all of those things. It'll slow down a little bit right before Christmas because, you know, people, uh, yeah, people... Yeah, nobody wants to. to be sick. That's <laughs> right. They don't want to. They don't want to go be seen and spend that money mm-hmm. uh, when it's time for uh, Christmas celebrations. No. Do you think if people like right now more people are getting sick, if they took more vitamins or drink more water right now, it would help them? Or oh, no? absolutely. Really? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yes, sir. That, that's the most brilliant thing. Uh, Why didn't I think of that? I don't know. I'm just saying. Sometimes so I know what thing or two. So I'm guessing you're saying that doesn't happen very often. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> if it were that simple, I wouldn't have a job. Yeah. You'd, be, you'd be surprised how many people don't even drink water during the day no i wouldn't i, I see it all day long <laughs> <laughs> I've got, me and roger got a you know a same friend um ryan he doesn't drink water he went to the doctor and he said ryan you've water. just been called out <laughs> ryan mcginnis this on is on you <laughs> <laughs> but he had went to the doctor and he said well how much water do you drink a day because his kidneys was bothering him he said man i haven't had water and i can't tell you when like he drinks I think it was like a six pack of Coke or twelve pack of Coke a day, but no day. water. Oh, my Coke favorite, my favorite. I hear my favorite line is I hear is, is on a daily basis. I don't like the way water tastes. <laughs> I don't like the way. Yeah, you, uh, Danny's expression right now. Is, <laughs> I like water. I mean, put a little women in, lemon in there. I mean, I love it. It's good with me. Well, it, it, now, if they said that about grapefruit juice, I could agree with them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. We're going to jump into the interview now with serial entrepreneur Roger Ayers. We had him on here about two weeks ago, and we still had some questions we still wanted to ask. And also, go into a little more detail. I had people emailing me and they're wanting to know more about the Airbnb aspect, you know, a little bit more about that. And some people also requested more information on the Uber and Lyft because it's something a lot of people are thinking about doing for extra cash or maybe even being an entrepreneur, being solely their job. So, Roger Ayers, welcome back to the show. Guess who's back, back, back again. <laughs> yeah, just to recap, also, the, the last time you were here, we talked a lot about one of the other things that, that you are involved in, uh, Turo, Turo, where you yes. rent uh, your, your car, um, and you particularly have two, and, and, um, which I found pretty fascinating, and I think that's kind of why we got off on that tangent, was because um, I wasn't familiar with the whole process, and that turned into more of a an educational in-service on the whole program of how Turo worked, which, to my curiosity also as well about Airbnb, because I'm extremely curious as, as how that works as well. I've, I've never been on the customer side nor the host. Yeah, uh, so with Turo, uh, it, they're very similar. The difference is, of course, houses versus cars. Right. Very, very similar. Um, 
with Turo, so I think last time I was in, the guy was still in the Cadillac. He'd been in the Cadillac for almost a month. He finally returned the Cadillac after 50 days. Uh, well, he had it for 50 every, days? About 50 days, yeah. I said I didn't know that. everywhere, burnt the back seat. Oh, no. So I'm in the damage claim right now, part of it, getting some money back from him damaging the leather. Big big burnt cherry right on the wow. back of it. I now, was like, wow. does he dude. get a discount with... Short, uh, less than the daily rate when he has it that many days? Yes. Uh, so I believe it's the same with Airbnb as well. I'd have to go back and check my Airbnb settings. Yes, it is. Yeah, just off memory. So both of them, you have a weekly discount and you have a monthly discount. Now, of course, some hosts, it's all set up to the host again. The host can set what their discount rate is, plus they can set it if they don't want to do a discount at all. Uh, I found with the cars that People don't really look at the discount rate as much with the cars. With this, this guy that rented the car, he he literally started off, I think it was five days. I don't think he even knew there was a discount. Then he just kept extending and kept extending. And he's like, I just don't like my car at all. I just want <laughs> 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 He's like, you see my Toyota Yaris? I mean, this is the Cadillac ATS. I mean, I, I just don't want I don't really feel like bringing it back yet. <laughs> so. And considering what you told me about his car... Yeah, his, his Toyota Yaris, so he left his Toyota Yaris at my place, so like the inside of his trash and stuff like that. So he brings the Cadillac back, like say ashes. He, he tried to vacuum it up, but you can still see ashes around. Now, hold on one sec, Roger. Like, yes. we were talking about this just the other day. Roger's like, dude, man, I'm, I'm a little worried about the guy in the car because he's in the Cadillac. And he said, man, I've got his car in my driveway. He said, there's trash everywhere. He said, man, there's, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like it, it's basically destroyed. Like, yeah. Like, dude, come on, man. And uh, then this happens. Yeah, so he returns it. I, I I had issues with the Prius. So I was like, hey, you're not going to be able to extend. I'm going to need my car back. So he brings it back six hours late. It's supposed to be back at 3.30. brings it back at 9.30. He's like, he messaged me at 9 and to tell me that he's uh, vacuuming it and filling it up before he brings it over. So he brings it over, and, nice. and like I say, and at nighttime I couldn't <laughs> see it that well. The outside looked good, you know, it looked pretty nice. He went 2,500 miles over on the mileage, which is also a bad thing because you top out at $500 reimbursement for extra mileage. Oh. So I won't get the. Oh wow! It should have been about $1,200. All I get is $500 in reimbursement for the mileage, but it's you know it's better than nothing. But the other thing, like I say, I get so in the morning I go out to clean it up to get ready to do Uber and Lyft in it. And there was a burn hole in the back seat. I pretty much had to use wet wipes on all of the seats because he spilt stuff on pretty much every seat in the the pockets on the door pockets on both sides, the cup holder in the middle. Dude, he had a party in your wow. car. Yeah. I'm like, you cleaned it up before you brought it back to me? Like, this, <laughs> said, is, no, this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to Yaris, yeah. No. I'm like, damn, dude. Okay, I'm glad it, this. And this is a reason why I look for leather in all my vehicles, too, because it's easy cleanup, so... So yeah, I'm I'm in I'm in damage claim right now, re- trying to get the re- money back to fix the car, to oh. fix the leather on the seat. So. Now, is that an easy process? Uh, for the most part, it's pretty easy. The uh, the only frustrating part about it is getting the money, the time frame of the money. So mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, you obviously want your car to rent out soon, so you're going to put the money up yourself to true to get the car fixed right away. So uh, I got to go up to the leather people and get them to fix it. And then I'll probably get reimbursed after I get the car back from the leather folks, which I can't really do right now because I need it to do Uber and Lyft. Yeah. So, you know, I'll, I'll get it when I can. Yeah. And then we're going to go into that right there about the Uber and Lyft in just a moment too, because last week, again, a lot of people were asking about, you know, the Airbnb, well, the Airbnb, but then um, the Uber and Lyft because you had an issue with that. So that's something we'll do in the, later on in the show, but talk about that. So with the Airbnb, you asked about the, weekly and monthly discounts. That's a lot more important in the Airbnb aspect of it. Uh, so 
Airbnb, you could do several different ways. You could literally rent your couch out for the night. You know, oh, you want to come over and sleep on my couch for ten dollars a night? <laughs> I like it. Sure, I'll take that risk. I don't know you. I, mean, I like it. They, they vetted you. You know, you you apparently are a serial killer that's been caught. <laughs> come sleep on my couch. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you could you could do anything from your couch to a single room in your house, or you could do an entire property or a set of properties as well on Airbnb. Now the difference between when I say about discounts is. One thing I found with doing Airbnb as rooms, I have not done this, the entire property by itself yet, uh, is I would get questions like, hey, you know, is it okay for me to stay for two months? I'm doing a residency at Emory. I remember a doctor came in from California to finish his residency up uh, with Emory. So he's like, hey, you know, do you offer any discounts? I'm like, yes. And, you know, I think they show the discounts as well. But, you know, for the longer term rentals, especially, you know, when, when it gets, I have my minimum set to two nights. So I did, after every guest, you have to wash the seats, you have to vacuum mm-hmm. the room, you have to clean it up. Sure. Yeah. So for two, I, I charge $28 a night for a room. So, you know, two nights, 56 bucks, I'm going to come home and I'm going to wash everything. And you find that most people are going to stay longer, but there are there are some two, two nights kind of spattered in. <clears throat> but I've had, I've had a guest stay as long as five months as well too so i've had long term i've had short term that turns into like a roommate doesn't yeah, it, it pretty, pretty much does it pretty yeah. much does and though and, and i'm glad with greg obviously did turn into a roommate yeah i'm like you know you want to come stay permanently so uh with with that it, it i only had one bad experience a uh, guy that stayed 42 days he uh it wasn't necessarily all bad. He was just a little bit of a strange fellow. He had like four different prescription pills on the bathroom sink, and then he was drinking a 1.5 liter of wine every night. And I'm like, okay, so uh, not uh, not a month and a half, <laughs> not a month and a week, but 42 days, and not just a you know a fifth, but 1.5 liter, yeah. 1.5 <laughs> liter of wine every night you know? with prescription pills. So he's like, I'm a writer. I was like, well, you know, you drink like one. <laughs> 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 Either a writer or a lawyer, for sure. I mean, you know, one of the two, Stefan. He's like, I'm trying to find my, you know, my inspiration at nighttime. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, I kind of get off into the story, and you know, it just takes me places, Man. like away from reality. Like the, the Forty-two the, days. <laughs> goodness. <laughs> and he was, he was cool enough, but uh, the big issue I had with him was about a week into it. Like, I'm like, what's the smell coming from the room? He's like, oh, I probably need to wash my clothes. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so he, I'm wow. like, you think you're, you're, he's like mid fifties. I'm like, you, you think like you should know this by now. I mean, you moved out of your mom's house that long ago. Yeah. Now do you get to charge extra to use your washer and dryer? No, no, no. That's, in, that's, that's included. That's included in it. Uh, now certain places, you know, depending on the, the stipulations of it, I, I include it, but certain places you might be in a room not attached to the regular house and they might say, Hey, you need to go down to the laundry if you want to wash clothes. So it, it just kind of you got to read the read the things. Uh, one of the, the ways I personally want to use it, they have tree houses in Costa Rica for about fifteen dollars a night. Fifty dollars a night, up in the tree, you got your living room, you got your bedroom, you got your kitchen, you got a deck on the outside with a hammock overlooking the rainforest for like fifty dollars a night. On properties where they have a, a community swimming pool, different things like that. Mm. I'm like, dude, that, wow. that sounds that's pretty cool. Retirement out. option number twenty-two. Exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> That would be pretty cool. So, so with that said, you know, people traveling, um, there, there's a lot more inquiries as far as month stays, month or longer. Um, one lady, she worked for a company, and for 11 years, her and this guy had talked, and 
about nine years into working together, they decided to make it romantic. So she's been dating him long distance for two years. So she moved down here. The kids are out of the house. She moved down here, and she stayed with me for almost, excuse me, almost two months to see what's what's Atlanta like. Where do I want to rent? I want to kind of test the market. So Airbnb was a good option for short term wow. renting for her. So she kind of browse the city while she's staying at my place and see where she wants to actually sign a six-month or a year. Pretty smart, actually. Yeah. yeah. And plus, she's not moving in with the guy where it goes from, you know, we see each other like three times, four times a, a year. year. So we live together. Hey. <laughs> Man, that'd be stressful. <laughs> Hope we are, really are a match. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that never happens. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, so same thing as Toro. Um, the guy, Stuart, Dropped spilt wine on the floor, of course. Imagine that. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how you spill wine when you drink a 1.5 liter a night, but, you know, you back charge them for cleaning the carpet. So 120 bucks to clean the carpet in the room. So that, you know. That now, with having the tenants come in and out, stuff like that, because has been several, have there been any kind of major issues other than wine spilling or anything? That that was really the mo- most major of all the issues. Okay. Um, the, so with that said, too, the, the what most of the tenants do, you literally don't see them. Almost everyone, I've, I've equipped the room with its own smart TV, its own surround sound system, its own fridge, uh, everything pretty much except washer, dryer, iron board, and a stove. So, you know, in a microwave. I did not want them eating in the room, so I didn't put a microwave in the room. Either. Yeah. I didn't want to encourage them eating in the room, obviously. But uh, most guests will come in, and they'll say hi, and they're cordial, and then they'll go up to the room and shut the door and listen to TV, watch TV or do something like that, you don't see them. Yeah, they're like, I just want my privacy and kind of be away from everything and everybody, unless I'm out exploring the city. I wouldn't have that luck. I wouldn't. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, would, I would get that one in a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, Blake's got a, a, a nice Dr. pool Blake. table at his house in the living room now. So, of course, they're like, Blake, come on, let's drink this 1.5 bottle of wine and play some pool. <laughs> well, Blake, I think that's an extra $5 a night to stay. I mean, a pool table included, I mean. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, no, what's cool? Here's what. Here's the cool part of that story. My daughter, my 22 year old daughter, that's what she wanted last year for Christmas. (laughs) Was a pool table. (laughs) She's like, "What was her name? (laughs) The the girl that plays professionally." Uh, There's Uh, several. I can't remember. I know. I know who you're talking about. Pool tables. There was some girl that Ispister wanted us to meet her with a Rosetti or something like that, and she was a pro player, but started playing in pool halls. I think her name was, uh, last name was Guest, maybe Maureen, does that sound? (laughs) Maureen's done everything. Oh, yeah, I know, (laughs) She's a hustler, baby. All right, well, jumping back over here to to the Airbnb. Now, since no one's really made any mess other than the wine being spilled, there's not been really any issues, do they do background checks and everybody coming through? How does that there work? Correct. Same as Turo. They're going to vet the entire background, make sure they're good. And plus, same as Turo, too. This this is a very important part as well, is they rate you, you rate them. Five-star uh-huh. system, and you leave uh, words. You, they, I don't, it's, it's optional to, to leave a written uh, commentary on okay, Turo, yeah. but on Airbnb, you have to write words. Like, okay. what did you, something, had a great stay. Or, you know, any little details. Some kind of comment, review, you have to put something on there. Something. So That's actually really good. Yeah. 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 So you also, with that, the more people you accommodate, you can reach super host status where you go up to the top of the advertising board and people will look for you because they know you've got all five-star reviews or, or maybe it's like 95% or higher of five-star reviews because, you, you, you know, you don't want to stay at somebody that's like 
fifty percent good reviews. Oh no! <laughs> you walk through, they they got trash on the floor. They got their or, buddy passed out in the bathroom, <laughs> or they're just complete assholes. Like, hey, is it okay if I wash clothes downstairs? No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Sorry. You man. win. Sorry. Uh, it's your place. <laughs> can, can I? Can I, I got to pee. Can I use your bathroom? Go outside. <laughs> now, how, how easy was it to get started with renting everything out with Airbnb? Was it simple? Was it difficult? What was the process? Uh, the hardest part was getting the furniture for the room, getting the room set to to go from being really nothing in there except for. Uh, a couple little nightstands and turning it into a guest bedroom and putting the queen size bed in there, a nice mattress. I, I fully feel like that's a good investment as well. You know, you don't want to go buy the $200 mattress because then people are staying at your place and they wake up in the morning, back hurts and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I didn't go over the top, but a $700 mattress, something nice for them to sleep on. Get a lot of compliments on that. Then a 42 inch smart TV with a surround sound to entertain them and give them something. Uh, placed, Towels, I, also after every stay, I put clean towels in the room, clean wash rags, everything like that. Uh, got uh, accommodated with some waters as well. Like Different hosts do different things. Like maybe if you're staying at a full place, when you when you come for the stay, they might leave a fruit basket or something like that. Okay. Get, get settled basket with it. Um, but there's all different types of ways. But getting started with it, uh, I want to say it took them five days to, to vet me and, and get through that part of the process. Yeah, so the but, process isn't really that difficult then yeah. it's pretty easy to get started pretty easy to go and start making money especially if you got an extra room in your house you're not using and you need to generate extra income not bad and and the other thing is the more you do it you know guests will give you feedback it's always it's always a good thing too when you're doing this uh, a lot of people are using airbnb for travel so you know in the nightstand i put a book you know with different things to do in atlanta discounts that's pretty cool that's pretty like good idea like the hotel right, so yeah you know, hey you know you're visiting you don't know anything about the city and plus i tell them all you know i i drive for uber and lyft so whatever you want to know about the city you want recommendations on something i can give you a pretty good like this one they're gonna tell you about <laughs> roger no matter what if you want to know any place in atlanta how to get there like i'll call flow i call him flow his nickname I'll, I'll call Flo if I'm stuck in traffic. I'm like, dude, I'm stuck here. How do I get out of traffic and get back somewhere? He he knows the back roads everywhere. He knows every restaurant. He what if you need? He's got it. I Good even, I even already knew you had a pull tip on your house. Yeah. <laughs> you know I can go get those 1.5 liter bottles of wine. Yes. And don't stay in the yes. The super cheap one, yes. like the five dollar one. Yes. <laughs> what is that called? Uh, Mad Dog. Uh, <laughs> the stuff that'll give you a headache the next time. <laughs> I think, I think it's actually called Vindage. No. So like Kroger. Mm. <laughs> you know, you got your Pro Kroger Plus card, you save like 20 cents. Instead of it being $5.99, it's $5.79. It's a great deal. Man. All right. Well, we've kind of learned a lot about the Airbnb. We learned about the process. It only takes about five days. Try to get vetted and everything in. Really, you don't have that many issues with, um, with tenants coming in because it's the worst thing you've had. And how, You've been doing it for how long now? I've uh, been doing it for two and a half years now. So two and a half uh, years. I, well, a little bit less than two and a half years. I started sli- started doing that slightly after the Uber, because uh, when we when we were working at the dump, a customer told me about it, and a, another customer told me another. Call. I was like, you know, give it a try. Yeah, make some money with. We'll see what happens. Um, now I will say this: if you're considering doing Airbnb in your house, the biggest thing I would say to you is, you if you know you are not a people person. And you don't like strangers. <laughs> you do not this want to. This might do this. not be for you. Not, you know, there are different serial entrepreneur things you could do. Like, or or another idea too that I, in my neighborhood, I'm looking at buying a second townhouse. House. Uh, mine's a three bedroom plan. 
I want to buy a second townhouse that has a two-bedroom plan and charge more for the individual rooms. Mm. Uh, on the two-bedroom plan, each bedroom has its own private bathroom oh, okay. as well. So, you know, in that case, instead of getting 28 a night, maybe I get 45 a night. So it's only two. Plus, you got two people that don't know each other that are staying there and sharing it. It's almost like a hostel in Europe, which is a lot more popular from what I understand for European travel. So, Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. But there's all there's I'd like to say there's literally all types of options. I mean, my brother last year on Airbnb uh, came down for Christmas and rented a house down in Stockbridge with a swimming pool, three bedrooms, everything like that. Uh, it was really interesting on that house though because the it only had one TV in the whole entire place. And I'm like that in my house because I don't want me and Blake same thing. <laughs> I've got one television. That is it. And I, it's in there in the family room. That is hardly ever watched. Yeah, I got a TV yep. and it doesn't have cable hooked up to it. Yeah, dude, I haven't had cable. It's been over <laughs> seven years. Seven years I've not had cable. Not, I don't watch television. Maybe some movies or something on Netflix, a documentary or some, a movie to relax every once in a while. But that's it. For for me, it's movies and it's sports. But that's if I'm going to go someplace it's gotta have at a television. nighttime <laughs> that I'm not used to at normal, you know. Well, when, I'm, when I'm here, obviously, I normally work so much. By the time I go home, I don't even turn the TV on either. I'm just straight to bed. Time to eat crash. something, go to bed wake up and do it all over again all right let me recap here as far as airbnb though so we got five days to get vetted honestly not too many issues with people coming through you've been doing almost two and a half years you got somebody spilled some red wine the process to get that cleaned up is pretty simple pretty easy so not too bad mm-hmm. all right now i know last week we talked a lot about the uber uh, we talked more about toro we talked a little bit about uber all right we're getting kind of close to the end here but i'll talk a little bit about the Uber and the issues that you had this week, so people can give people advice on you know what cars they might want to start with or what ones rent out more, and then also some questions I want to ask you as far as some things you've overcame in your life. Okay. All right. So, recap as far as what happened this week and give some people advice on the Lyft and Uber. So obviously, I, I say this all the time to Uber passengers that are thinking about doing. It. I'm like, you do not want to get the Dodge Charger with the Hemi the V and the 20 inch rims to do this because there are going to be maintenance costs associated with it and also the MPG. So the miles per gallon. So I, when I started Uber and Lyft, I went and bought a Prius hybrid. I knew I was going to get over 40 miles per gallon. I ended up getting about 44 miles per gallon on average, but uh, what they don't really share too much about hybrids apparently is the, uh, the smaller, the hybrid, the, the more compact area they store the battery in is. So the battery tends to overheat. Mm. So this past year, I've replaced the hybrid battery and the water pump that keeps the battery cool. That was 4,500. Then this past week, because uh, as hybrid brakes or as it coasts, it charges the hybrid battery. So the brake booster and the master cylinder for the brakes both went out. $2,300 in parts plus another 840 to install them. So Dude, that's a lot of money over a, this past year for the hybrid what the battery motor or whatever yes. the battery and then the brakes it's unreal. Yeah. so so like I said the whole all the money I saved on gas is now going into repairs on the car so uh, if you were looking to start in doing Uber and Lyft what I would recommend to you is research your cars their gas mileage the maintenance costs on them I would stay away from a hybrid unless you're going to do a bigger hybrid the bigger cars like the Camry you know something like that the battery has more room more space in the container area for it to breathe which keeps the battery good longer, but you're still going to have more issues with it. I would recommend the pers- the car I'm personally looking at right now is the Honda Civic. Another one I would consider is a Chevy Cruze. Uh, neither one of them are hy- hybrids, but both of them, the Cruze gets 41 MPG on the, the highway, but it's only 29 in the city. Now, the Civic is 42 on the highway, but it's uh, 
It's uh, 36, I believe, if I remember right, in the city. Uh, the other thing that's I, still pretty amazing. Yeah, right. yeah. So you're almost the same gas mileage. You don't worry about those hybrid costs jumping up on you. Yeah. So your normal parts. It's a Honda. Hondas are as reliable. Hondas and Toyotas to me are the two most reliable brands. Well, not just there. to you. I, I'm a avid Consumer Reports uh, reader. I, I devour the. I mean, I actually read the paper copy. I get it in the mail every month, and you know, probably every other month, every third month, they'll have these extensive car reviews. And, and without fail, to your point. The Civic, the uh, the Toyota Camry, and uh, there's the other Civic, uh, the other Honda that, that I mean they always consistently, yeah, exactly, yeah, they consistently top the charts as far as what you were just saying, reliability, uh, dependability. I mean personally, I drive one myself. I've had that thing, gosh, uh, since 2011. It was a two-year-old car when I bought it. What is it? Six years, seven, eight, seven years, yeah. and and other than brakes and and just routine maintenance. Routine maintenance, and it doesn't yeah. really cost that much. Yeah, it was I mean, just. In fact, I was coming to work this morning, just this morning, being thankful for how reliable the car has been. And how many miles do you have on your car? I, I drive back and forth to Newton and Fayetteville every day. We drove it to, gosh, uh, uh, the year before last, we take a uh, Christmas trip every year, me and the girls. And last year we drove. Two years ago, we drove to New York. Nice. Didn't even hiccup. Not a single. Not a single issue. <laughs> and you do not want your car to hiccup on a trip to New York. No, no, like, no. Uh, and I didn't even, uh, didn't even think twice about that. Yeah. Yeah. We're That's stuck thing. in West Virginia. I sold cars for years and sold Hondas and sold Toyotas and dude, I saw them with four hundred like. At the highest I've seen this thing, 470,000 miles, mm-hmm. still going strong. I mean, just ran like a champ. So I I believe in them. In a, one of my first jobs was in a missions tent. And, you know, one of my things I firmly believe with any car, do not skip your maintenance. No, you have to. <laughs> yeah. Skip it, push it to the limit. I'm like, uh, if it's recommended 5,000 miles, go get it. Done it 5,000, maybe 6,000 at the worst. But... When you're going to 12,000 miles, yeah, there's a reason why your engine's overheating. <laughs> and that so was in an emissions tent. In an emissions tent. So, you there's know, another topic for uh, another show. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a possible business? Is there a lot of money in that? Uh, there was back then because everyone was $25 a pop and there was, you know, a seasonal. It was 97 back then, so you know, oh, a seasonal. Mm-hmm. Four, four months and... I mean, cars would be lined up 13 deep in the Stockbridge parking lot coming through the emissions <laughs> that. Uh, probably now there's one on every corner. And yeah, it's like and they're $18 like $18. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I mean, the most pop, pop, famous person we had come through there was uh, not Dusty Rose, but Dustin Rose came through in a Mercedes. Probably hadn't washed it in a year. Fails the emissions test. I'm like, so, dude, uh, when's the last time you had the oil changed? I don't even know, man. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm like, well, there's probably where you uh, should start. You know? <laughs> go, go get it done. All right, Roger. It's getting close, man. Winding down into the show. So something, again, I, I love everyone talking about as far as, you know, what's a struggle you face now you overcame it. Because, again, so many people face struggles and they think they're alone, that they're the only ones that ever face this type of struggle. So what's something that you have encountered and well, how did you overcome it? Well, well, I'll start off by saying this. This is kind of one of the things I, I normally finish by saying, but because we're pressed by a little time and I want to miss this. Um, I always say this. If there, there, if there is something in your life that you are questioning whether or not you should be doing, like seriously questioning, you feel uncomfortable, like you know you should stop, but you haven't done it, you should stop now because you never get the time back. It's, it's, it's live your best life, and if it's becoming a problem in your life, stop now. So for me, personally, I think the biggest thing for me to overcome was abusing chemicals for, you know, a big, huge pothead for a long time, and then later on it became alcohol. That's why I kind of used, used to wean myself off the of the weed for, and, and this may be a little more deep than I could, well, I'm going to get deeper. I, I'll say this, you know, in, in AA, um, they talk a lot about rock bottom. What was rock bottom for you? 
for me, rock bottom was uh, this woman I was in love with. She dumped me um, for not making enough money to keep up with her. I made 55000 that year. She made 110000 And uh, just not knowing how to really deal with it, I went on a drinking binge. The, uh, I took two days, the, took my weekend two days off work. Um, I drank four bottles of wine, four, a four-pack of, of Steel Reserve, a six-pack of 16-ounce towel boys of Ice House, and a Budweiser Lime Rita. When I went back, I'm to surprised work, you remember this. <laughs> you know, I count everything. So, yeah, uh, little obsessive with numbers. So I went back to work the next day, and uh, around noon that day, I went in the bathroom because I just wasn't feeling good, and uh, I just started to shake, and my chest was hurting really bad. I laid on the floor, and I just shook for sweating, smelling piss, and just sit there shaking for about five to ten minutes, just hoping to God that the boss didn't come knock on the door. I was about to get fired, and for me, that was rock bottom where I was like, okay, I hate asking for help about things, but that was where I just was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm 36 years old, and I'm this close to losing my job and everything I got. I'm a father. You know, I don't want my kid to keep on seeing me just drunk as hell all the time. Um, so I reached out, and I went to AA, and, uh, you know, it it, it was the probably the scariest thing I'd ever done, walking through the door the first time. You're just another guy in there, but you feel like, you know, everyone's looking at you. Like, All eyes on me kind yeah. of thing, yeah. Um, and so one of the things they do at AA is they tailor they they tailor the first meeting to, they say, hey, you know, um, has any, is this anybody's first meeting? So they'll tailor the first meeting differently. But the support you receive there is incredible. Um, and really the big thing with AA, everyone thinks it's sob stories and like that. The first meeting is, is about the, the stories and everybody overcoming theirs. But as you getting deeper into the meetings it's more just about like us sitting around here talking right now and you could be talking about entrepreneurial stuff that alcohol might not even come up in a meeting um but really the biggest part is anytime you make a major change in your life you've got to realize it's going to be different you can define that as hard but yeah you, you've when you have habitually done something now you got to find something else to fill your time and do it differently over that time but I can only tell you this, my friends, make the change. It'll be worth it in the long run. Dude, I'm proud of you. I mean, I was there with you. You know, you and I had drinks together, and I saw where things went. Dude, I am saying, you know, I'm glad to call you a brother of family because you are to me. Love you, man. Dude, I love you too. And, dude, I'm proud of you and proud of what you've done. And I just want to thank you. So, again, you overcame it by stepping out and asking for help and getting help. So, dude, my hat's off to you. Way to go because you've overcome that and become successful in just about every area of your life. Yeah, now I don't spend money on alcohol. I got entrepreneur stuff to spend it on. I'm investing. I'm making That's more it. money. <laughs> all right, guys, that is the end of the show. That's all the time we have. So thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Good show. Stronger Than Failure, where we provide you with in-depth interviews with entrepreneurs on their struggles, victories, goals, and how they got started. We also give you the best tips, hacks, and information on sales, network marketing, credit, and mindset mastery. Entrepreneur and author, Danny Cole. Stronger Than Failure.